All right. Welcome to week five of the Helped Podcast. And here's Matt with announcements. Uh, we have announcements. We're still hiring. Uh, Halloween is coming up. Ooh. What are we dressing up as? Do I hear a Halloween costume contest? Yeah. We're going to have an office-wide costume contest. We're going to give out two grand prizes. Maybe that's not the most exciting until we make some of these hires, but... It'd be cool if our listeners sent us or tagged us in some costume pictures, especially if they somehow make it tech support related. Uh, Maybe just some nicely wired decorations or a well-lit (laughs) jack-o'-lantern. All right. So last week, we brought up a few data points about the customer experience and promised that we'd get into that data this week. When we were starting up and putting together a business plan, we did a lot of research into why what we're doing is important. We saved some of our favorite information. We're going to dive into five of those today. So no tech support story today? We'll see. This is going to take some time, and we're going to keep our promise to stay under 10 minutes, so we might not have time. But again, if anyone has a good story, make sure to send it our way via message or the form on the website at gethelped.com slash tshorror. All right. Apropos for Halloween. Horror. Ah. All right. All right. So first, according to research by First Financial Training Services, 96% of unhappy customers don't complain. 91% of those leave and never come back. It's your airline thing from last week. You don't remember why. You certainly didn't say anything to them, but you ghosted American Airlines for good. This was an issue that we grappled with when I was in England. There was a lot of customer churn before I arrived, so we needed to focus on understanding and reducing that churn. We started regularly sending out customer surveys. We would offer rewards to get responses. But the surveys always came back overwhelmingly positive. We were lucky to get one or two good pieces of real feedback. The people who are happy are happy to tell you about it, get their prize, but the ones who weren't happy, they'd already moved on. Uh, So our numbers looked great internally, but we had no idea if it was a fair sampling. That 96% number you mentioned means that for every one piece of feedback we got, there were 24 silent, unhappy customers, and 22 of those are ones we'd already lost for good. When I look back on it now, it boggles my mind. How much bigger could and should we have been if we'd been doing a better job with our customer retention? 24 silent customers and 22 lost customers is depressing. How can you know what to work on, though, if they won't tell you? That's a good question. It it takes a lot of self-reflection. Put yourself in the customer's shoes after something goes less than perfectly. So you don't just say, good enough, and move on. How bad was it? Maybe you shipped something on time, but there was a delay in transit. FedEx took an extra day. There's not much you can do about that. But what if you told the customer it would ship on Tuesday, and it didn't ship until Wednesday? Mm, One day, maybe not a huge deal, but what if that happens to the same customer twice in a row? It might not seem like much, but when there's a pattern like that, you can't really fault the customer for starting to look elsewhere. So we would use all the data we had internally to track anything we thought was important to keeping customers happy, to keep them satisfied. That let us recognize when we needed to take some urgent actions, we could jump in and save a customer before we lost them, And we could put in safeguards to prevent recurrences. Wow, that is a can of worms. and It kind of goes to that point of failing fast, right? The idea being that if you've got a failure, you can investigate it and you can fix it as soon as possible. You know, if you have a customer that can spotlight that failure or weakness, you can address them and improve them. If we don't have the vocal angry customers, it's going to be really tough. Uh, It's like Bill Gates said in his book, Business at the Speed of Thought. Unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. Let's try to make it more positive, but turn that around a little. We found data points from three different sources, Coro, Salesforce, and HubSpot. According to their respective studies, 86%, 89%, or 
where 93% of customers will be repeat customers if they have a positive customer experience. And 78% will even come back after a mistake. You know, you look at me funny every time I bring him up, but I always remember Bernie. He's, I still haven't been able to beat him in pool, by the way. Back in the day, we had this customer service guy who came from the memory world, didn't know much about fiber optics. But he just had a way with customers. He'd take a call from an irate customer, angry about who knows what. And every time, Bernie would talk them down. Not only that, he'd make it into a good experience. Maybe it was something that was all our fault. Maybe it wasn't. But Bernie was focused on making sure the customer hung up happy, satisfied with the resolution, and confident that we'd be able to deliver. He was worth his weight in gold. He turned what should have been lost customers into loyal repeat business just by giving them a good experience in 10 minutes on the phone. It would probably take five sales guys to find new business to make up for what we could have lost without him. Dude, 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 you're reading ahead. This one is actually on the list. And this bullet point is it costs seven times more to acquire a customer than to retain a customer. I mean, where do you think those costs come from? Well, look at that last data. 78% come back even after a mistake. Retention's going to be higher when things go smoothly. It's key even for things like pre-sale support. You're going to win business four to five times if the customer is reaching out to you, if you handle it well. What kind of success rate does a new business development manager have? 20%? One in five? I wasn't kidding when I said it would take five sales guys to make up for Bernie. Then there's all the marketing costs. How do you find those customers? How do you reach the customers? What's your click-through rate? What's your conversion rate on a LinkedIn post or a Google ad going to be? Once you have a customer, it is imperative that you keep them. Yeah, I mean, I did see a post recently about SaaS and like the subscriptions behind the software. And the idea was that they were talking about how to actually grow. You know, if you plan for 10% growth, but you don't account for that churn, then you're going to just never be able to make progress. If you go for 10% growth and then account for the churn, the lower the churn, the better. You know, reducing that should be top of the list for almost everyone. We, we actually saw some data points on that turnover. Uh, this one in particular, according to Zendesk, 50% switch after one bad experience, 80% leave after two. I guess you really don't get three strikes after all. No, no, we, uh, definitely not. And we saw that with a handful of our high-value customers. The bigger the companies are, the more abundance of choices they have when they're being offered a product or service. You know, you may only get that one strike. And, and there was a time where we spent years and years chasing a customer, doing the RFP cycles, blah, blah, blah. We finally got a seat at the table to provide a solution, and there were difficulties with that solution. Because we weren't readily available, because Bernie was off playing pool, uh, we got deselected from the process. Uh, all right, so <laughs> last one, just to sum everything up. According to Forbes, poor customer service costs U.S. businesses $75 billion every year. And here's a line straight from that article that it, was, that it published about the research. For many companies, the big problem is in the customer support center. And it's not just phone calls. Today, there are multiple channels that customers can use to reach out to the companies they do business with. Many customers are finding the phone to be a problem for those reasons listed above. So they turn to other channels such as instant chat, email, social media, and self-service solutions. And that's why we're here. We recognize the value of good customer support and can step in on the phone or with omni-channel support to deliver that value, let you focus on growing your business. All right. Do we have time for that story? Now, I, I think we need to save it for next week so I can stick to my promise. Thanks for listening to the Help Podcast. Vroom, vroom. Vroom. <laughs>